Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the where there's a will, there's a way, and a McDonald's, apparently, edition. Hell yeah. <laughs> you gotta get those hash browns, man. <laughs> you gotta get those fries. <laughs> you gotta get, that's all I remember. Yeah. From McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is episode 045, I'll Have Fries With That, The Strangest McDonald's Locations on Earth. I am so pumped about this. (laughs) I might have gotten a preview about the title of this episode, and I tried to guess what... I don't even know what a strange place for McDonald's is, because they are in every place. They are in every place. They're in every place. You can get (laughs) fries anywhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the... Astonished, Marissa Riley. It's, <laughs> I I just can't think. Like, is it underwater? Like, I don't know where. I w- what is possibly strange for McDonald's? Yeah, um, that's probably on the horizon. Underwater McDonald's. I bet it's got to happen. Yeah, we're we're totally gonna talk about some just bizarre, head scratching fucking locations. I just by chance came across an article. Uh, called the creepiest McDonald's, and needless to say, I was intrigued. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and, how can you not yeah, read that? And I couldn't stop there. But uh, before we get into anything, uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome, yeah. welcome to the flock. Big welcome. And uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold, mostly cold, and she learns everything in real time. That's like- right. I'm a doctor. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> and I am learning everything in real time with you. That's right. And. I do a lot of screaming, and so will you, probably. <laughs> Unless you're in an office, and then maybe like do like an inside internal scream. screaming, internal screaming. Yeah. Oh, you were probably already doing that because you're in an office, right? So, and yeah. we've had a year of practice and four years of other practice of internally screaming. <laughs> yes, there's just been a lot of screaming. Um, so let's do it all together. Yeah. Um, uh, so like I was saying, uh, if there's one creepy McDonald's out there, there's got to be more McDonald's weirdness. And my friends, I went down the rabbit hole and I found McDonald's locations that run the gamut from humorous to straight up what the fuck. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And I mean, I get it. This company has been around for 72 years. Uh, like you were saying, they're fucking everywhere. Uh, according to the Mickey D's website, there's over 36,000 locations. Holy shit. In over 100 countries. So you're going to run out of traditional real estate eventually. Yeah. 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 And uh, if there's one thing capitalism doesn't like, it's running out of things to capitalize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to get creative, you know? God forbid you lose your edge after 72 years. God forbid. God forbid you can't sell someone cheap French fries. Yeah. God forbid. That's right. <laughs> so with all of this in mind, should we begin our travels around the globe? We absolutely shall. Absolutely. Okay. So... We're going to pluck out a few uh, honorable mentions before we get into our top two bonkers locations. How does that sound? That sounds incredible. Okay. So our first stop happens to be in one of Europe's most visited cities, uh, Prague. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, capital of the Czech Republic. And for my fellow geographically challenged Americans who are silently wondering where the Czech Republic is. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> have no fear. Uh, everyone. Picture Italy. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Amazing. Now head north and you're in Germany. Oh, okay. okay. Now cool. hook a right and just to the east is 
former Czechoslovakia, the current Czech Republic. Excellent. Good to know. Easy. Uh, now, there can be an entire podcast on the history of this nation itself. Uh, and one look at the architecture throughout Prague tells you this place has seen some shit. Everything from BCE times, from Baroque to Gothic times, to Nazi times, to uh, being one of the curtains in the Soviet Union's Iron Curtain Tapestry. Holy shit. I feel like Prague is also like a city or back in the day, you know, and by back in the day, I mean like three years ago. Yeah. It was like the <laughs> city to name drop if you wanted to sound like artsy and yes. fancy. Like, oh, it still oh, is. I just went to Prague. I don't know what like the Gen Z kids are saying now. Like, <laughs> I just went outside. Like that. <laughs> that's probably the new cool place. But back in the day, if you wanted to sound fancy, you talked about Prague. You dropped Prague. That's right. You, yeah. dro- you dropped a Prague, is what you're saying. You dropped a Prague, man. <laughs> right. so, uh, from 1948 to 1989, Prague was under political and military control of communist USSR. Got it. Now, for now a four-decade Cold War political geo... Political, let's try that again. Now, a four-decade okay. Cold War geopolitical tit-for-tat with the U.S. created a lot of propaganda and posters and music and a lot of like souvenirs of the time period okay if you will. okay yeah enough to create a museum to encapsulate the era fascinating yes so my friends there is a museum of communism and my comrades staring down the entrance to the museum is a mcdonald's oh my god <laughs> that is so funny yes oh my god and it's Okay, I have to show you a photo. Dr. Marissa, would you like to see just how close this franchise is next to the Museum of Communism? Yes, I really would. And every photo we talk about today will be on our uh, Instagram, Well That's Interesting Pod, and our Twitter, at WTI underscore pod. So please play along. Uh, The photo. Here we go. Oh, my God. It's like... (laughs) This this part right here, uh, that's... That's the entrance. And this part right here is unmistakable. So basically, the museum has a patio, and that patio is McDonald's. That's right. It's, it's like, if you look out of the window of the museum, you can see a big umbrella that says, I'm loving it, without a G. It's like, it is, it is the museum. It's, oh, man. It's, I don't know if this is the entrance or the place where they dump you out at the end, but... <laughs> You're gonna get you're gonna get French fry smell in your hair, whether you like it or not. That's right. While you're learning about communism, yeah. Oh my God, this is. Do you think they have one at Auschwitz? Oh my oh God. No. <gasps> I didn't look that up. Okay, I, I, I was know. trying to think like what's the worst place. <laughs> she literally grabbed me and inhaled. Oh my <laughs> God, Jill is grabbing her pearls right yes, now. I, I did grab my pearls. Do you like how I went to like the worst conclusion possible? <laughs> yes. You know what. It's with capitalism, you, you should. <laughs> okay, fair. So, yes. So, yes, these golden arches are literally next to the Museum of Communism arches when you look at the photographs. Pretty much, yes. You see what I mean? <laughs> now, it may seem like poor taste to, to uh, sell Big Macs next to a building that discusses gulags mm-hmm. and has a reconstructed interrogation room. Mm-hmm. But I did a little digging, and this McDonald's is actually perfectly situated. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Explain. Now, At first glance, you think this would be a national museum, maybe something created with public funds or created uh, by an historical committee. Right. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please 
give us a little background info as provided, excuse me, as provided by Wikipedia and Atlas Obscura about the museum. Of course, of course. All right, quote, the museum was founded in 2001 by Glenn Spicker, an American businessman and a former student of politics. who spent $28,000 on buying 1,000 artifacts from the country's junk stores and flea markets. And there you go. Quote, I, you know what? (laughs) You know what? It's perfect. This all makes sense. Totally perfect. Crystal clear now. (laughs) I completely, yep, it all makes sense now. So don't get me wrong, this place has lots and lots of four or five star reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine went and got me a lovely refrigerator magnet that says, uh, you couldn't get laundry detergent, but you can get your brain washed. Uh, so thank you, Jess. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that, that's, on our, that's on our fridge. I, it is. <laughs> I've seen it every day when I get my almond milk. That's amazing. Okay. So it's about 18 US dollars for entry. So if you break a 20, you can get some fries with the change and then ponder the irony of it all. That is amazing. <laughs> yes. That is That should be on a refrigerator yeah. magnet. <laughs> Now, uh, how about we stick around Europe? How, how does that sound? I love Europe. Let's do it. Okay, great. Now, Dr. Marissa, when I say France, what comes to mind? Um, baguettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, fashion. Yes. Eiffel Tower. Yes. Smoking. Yes. No deodorant in a cool way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a, an American fast food chain, that doesn't come to mind. No, 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 no. Definitely <laughs> okay, not. Not in your top 10? No. Not your top 20? No, still no. 20,000? No. Right? No. <laughs> okay. No. Well, that didn't stop McDonald's from dreaming big. Now, it turns out France and Mickey D have a long history together and a tumultuous one. It started off very rocky. I would say even abusive. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, in 1999, when the company decided to import American beef, Local farmers in the south of France literally tore one Mickey D's to the ground. What? Yeah, cart- what? Yes, carting away the remains and spray painting, quote, McDo go home on one surviving wall. Oh, <laughs> man, my God. The French know how to protest, man. The French know how to pun, you guys. Yeah. Pun them the fuck out. <laughs> that's right. Jesus, uh, that's amazing. But the French and Mickey D, you know, they just couldn't quit each other. Uh, turns out France would become McDonald's top market outside the U.S. That is incredibly yeah. hilarious. It's a near $5 billion a year industry here. Do, what? Yeah. What do they fucking... Do they sell the American menu? Do they add... I mean, France, France is where you go to eat wonderful food. I should have mentioned that when you asked. <laughs> I mentioned baguette, but like other shit as well. Yeah. Uh... You know, <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, Do they sell it's like confusing. foie gras? I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> Do they have like fried, you know, duck on a duck on a bun? Pain. I don't know. <laughs> uh man, I don't know, but they're fucking loving it. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, let's fast forward from 1999 to 2009, when France and McDonald's were about to celebrate 30 years of business together. Okay. Now, <laughs> 30 years, that's a long fucking time. 
And the couple did what any couple would do on such a momentous anniversary. Mm-hmm. You go to the Louvre. Oh, my God. That's right. To mark the occasion, McDonald's was granted space under the Louvre to permanently open its 1,142nd restaurant in the country. My friends, there's a fucking McDonald's under the Louvre. I... <laughs> Are you know. okay? No. No, no her eyes no, are closed. I, <laughs> I've never been to the Louvre, but I, it's the Louvre, man. It's the fucking <laughs> Louvre, <laughs> as we say in Texas. <laughs> but it's fuck, it's the fucking Louvre. Don't eat a Big Mac at the Louvre. I mean, it's the fucking Louvre. That should be on a tote. It's the fucking Louvre, man. <laughs> I wonder which art it's under. I don't know. It's, uh, but it's like, there's like an underground, like, walkway. It's like a hallway to the Louvre. And it's like, it's in, like, eyesight of the entrance to the Louvre. Got so. it. So someone could possibly, like, sneeze burger juice on sure. the, uh, what's the big one? The Mona Lisa? The Mona Lisa. It's the only one I know that's there. It's really <laughs> sad. That's, uh... That's, uh, oh man, you know, that's a horrible possibility. Yeah. So well, let's all imagine that. Okay. And I know what else you're thinking. Um, you know, it may be, okay, so it was just for like the air quotes anniversary, right? Okay. Okay, there's no way uh, an American company would be so arrogant to stick a chain dead smack in the middle of a cultural icon overseas because they simply think they can, right? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't do it. Right? Yeah, of course they can. Mm -hmm. Of course they would. I was going to say, we're dealing with (laughs) Americans here. Um, We can do anything we want. Now, back in 1993, six years before the anniversary, McDonald's applied for and was denied a permit to open in the Eiffel Tower. Got it. So we kept one thing sacred. (laughs) Uh, If I may quote JVN, just because you American doesn't mean you American should. Think about it. Amazing. I know. Well done, JVN. That's right. We love you. Uh, After the break, our top two locations, and I owe you a creepy, perhaps cursed, McDonald's. And I will deliver, because nothing says creepy like an abandoned World's Fair. What? (laughs) Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back, and we're getting nautical. Fancy. That's right. We're getting nautical in Vancouver, British Columbia. Of course, located in good old Canada. Oh, la la. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this West Coast city is and has been one of Canada's busiest, diverse, sought-after locations for a fucking while. Yeah, I've heard of it. So it's no surprise it was selected to host a fair. Okay. But not just any fair. It was the World's Fair of 1986. Oof. That's right. A.K.A. Expo 86. All right. Now, World Fair's... They're a big fucking deal. Think the grandeur of the Olympics meets sci-fi futurism. Fun. Exactly. It's where countries from around the world gather to showcase their technological achievements and plans for beyond. And nothing says the future like a VHS tape. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Love VHS! Good times! Such a good time. Uh, And Expo 86 was cutting edge. They offered visitors the official commemorative VHS tape 
which included highlights such as the opening ceremony graced by Lady Di and Prince Charles. Oh my god, I would do anything for this VHS tape. Ah, well, I, I got a close second for you. What? That's right. Now, oh my god, are we going to see some we are. tension between Lady Di? Oh, dude, there's so much tension. Oh! Dude, you have to, it's just, it's just so, it, you could taste it through the screen. Oh my god. Now... Some beautiful soul out there uploaded the official commemorative Expo 86 video to YouTube. Bless you, beautiful soul. My God. And Dr. Marissa, I would love to show you a few minutes. Uh, please narrate. Tell us what you see, the vibe, etc. The um, tension between uh, Lady Di and Prince fucking Charles. Uh, and it, you, at, you know, if at, you're at home or you're driving, fucking watch along. <laughs> so, please. Uh, just search Expo 86. Something's happening here. Uh, this is the title of our glorious product. I'm so, so pumped. I okay. think I was born to do this. <laughs> right. So I'm going to play it right from the beginning and just just tell us what you see. And hopefully it's loud enough because the music, the score is just chef kiss amazing. Okay, yeah. You ready? Yeah. Right, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <gasps> let's do it. Oh, God. All right. So we're getting some awkward 80s pans of uh this world's fair you know it's it's weird shit it's a monorail uh yeah. looks like we've got some big oh oh we just had like a star wash of oh this is a terrible song oh my god oh oh i'm seeing some script some scripting words something's happening here Right. Okay, lots of 80s clothes, slow motion, here's a robot, <laughs> and here's a boat that doesn't work, okay, I'm looking at a boat that sucks, some people are touching mud, I don't know why, this is the worst song I've ever heard, but I love it, oh, there's a flute solo, um, Here's the monorail again. There's so, there's so many like cuts to the monorail. <laughs> there's so many cuts. There's a giant watch that's the size of a building. Trust me, I <laughs> can't explain further. There's just a lot of like, um... so, oh, Lady Di. Okay, we got a quick shot of Lady Di. Uh, some Mounties. Some Mounties. Lady Di looks upset. <laughs> But she is trying to hold a smile as per usual because she is the best. Oh man. Oh man, here's the yeah. Canadian flag and a zoom out. Oh my god, the song got worse. I love it. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Why? People are juggling. juggling and terrible pants. Yeah. There's a log ride. Yeah. Just a lot of. No, I like the song. I changed my mind. <laughs> Okay, hate it again. Right. <laughs> so, the, there's the baby dancing to it. The lyrics were "Together we can touch the sky." That's right. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm gonna think of that once a week for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this goes on for like an hour. Amazing. Okay. I, to be honest, if you had let it play, I would have been fine with. Uh, commentating on the entire thing yeah maybe we'll do some bonus material i think that's great <laughs> so. i think yeah and i yeah i think you need my commentary over oh, the yeah. video because you really need to watch along yes it's just it's an incredible piece it's fast paced <laughs> it's uncomfortable and it's just bad it's everything you want yeah 
Uh, so I'm going to fast forward just a bit to around the six minute mark. Okay. Uh, there's some important info I think everybody should know. So let me pull this up one more time. Okay. And uh, here are some boats. And please yeah. have a listen. Okay. Oh, Lady Di, she's waving. Prince Welcome Charles sucks. Edgewell <laughs> Commissioner General Patrick Reed is taking the royal couple out of the harbor and up False Creek to the main side of the World Fair. Their okay. destination is the glittering dome of Expo Center. Okay, so they're taking this boat by this big ass disco ball thing. Mm -hmm. We've got some indigenous people performing. Indigenous Americans, apologies. Um, the sprawling World Fair has been a long time coming. Seven years to plan, more than three and a half years to build. On this day in May, mm -hmm. it is a full house under the domed roof of Vancouver's BC Play Stadium. Okay, Prince Charles the royal and Diana join 54,000 invited guests in and 7,200 performers mm -hmm. for the opening ceremonies of Expo 86. Lady Di is holding it together with a yeah. smile, and Prince Charles still sucks. Still sucks. God, he sucks. He's, he, you can just feel the suck through the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Lady Di is wearing the coolest... Just beautiful white blazer. Oh, it's a white blazer like yeah. you've never seen and a matching headband, which sounds disgusting, but it <laughs> looks great on her. She's doing great. She's killing it. Ah, so, like I mentioned, this fair was a big fucking deal. You heard how long it took to plan, how expensive it was. Yeah. There's a full house. Fucking, there's royalty there. And this is a very waterfront-focused fair, right? It was just like everything was located along the harbor. Yes, and it was like, um, it was like, uh, big uh, like stadiums yeah. and rides mm -hmm. and um, spaces for parades yeah. and just tons of gathering areas. Yeah. yeah. So for a moment, this location was the center of the world and McDonald's knew it. So they too were working on a special project right there on False Creek in the middle of it all. Okay. Behold, Dr. Marissa, the glory that was the Friendship 500. Please tell us what you see in this photo. Okay. All right. Hmm. <laughs> I see a boat question mark. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a McDonald's boat. It's big. Yes. It's like bigger than a yacht. Yes. It's like a ship, but it's also very art deco mm -hmm. in like a smooth way. It's white and it's domey. Yes. And uh, it's got, I don't know, it looks like a bump of Coke, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yes, it looks like a bump of Coke uh, with, you know, nautical windows in it. With nautical windows. Yeah. It is kind of cool. It is kind of cool, absolutely. Uh, this was the $12 million, 187-foot-long, two-story-high floating McDonald's. Jesus. It was a four-seater. I'm sorry, a 400-seater. <laughs> it's only four people. <laughs> All right, loud. 400-seater <laughs> officially called the Friendship 500, but got the nickname McBarge because huh. <laughs> it sat on a floating barge. Got it. So, got it. That was why I was unclear about the boat status is right. because it's on a barge. Yeah, so it's a restaurant, a massive 
restaurant just floating on a barge. Sure. So for the times, that blew people's minds, and it was a fucking massive hit. During the six-month-long event, thousands upon thousands of people ate here, uh, enjoying the upscale nautical theme and uh, technology, question mark. Um, according to Ripley's.com, quote, Amenities included real house plants, Whoa. <laughs> wooden floors, wow. the walls covered with fine art. Okay. Instead of making the kitchen an obvious focal point, its creators hid it away. Orders came out via a conveyor belt, which some might construe as postmodern. End quote. Interesting. Yeah. I was going to ask, do they have like waiters and stuff? Uh-huh. Oh! I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, orders were still placed in the traditional sense where you walk up to a counter and talk to a human. Okay. Uh, but those humans were donned in blue sailor suits. Of course they were. Yeah, so my heart goes out to them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and everyone working in, you know, the fast food industry. Yep, yep. Uh, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see a photo of the counter and some of the interior? I mean, of course I would. Okay, yes, great. please. So this is a screenshot oh my God. from a video. And this is the counter. And all of these people mcdonald's employees okay so imagine a regular mcdonald's where you can kind of see behind the counter and you know how there'll be a couple people there doing stuff okay now imagine there's like 40 people behind the counter and they're all dressed like sailors and not in a sophisticated way like in a stripper sailor way yeah like yeah like it looks like they're all about to rip off their pants yes At a gay bar. Like, that's what they look like. Not not the highest quality, but, uh, man, there's got to be at least, like you said, somewhere between 30 to 40 employees taking orders. Uh, Because before I took this screenshot, the camera, like, panned into, like, the waiting line, like, the line for people waiting to make their order. Yeah. It's just wall-to-wall people. This place was just fucking a, just a massive fucking hit. Um they would then take their order from the conveyor belt to the dining area, one of the oh. dining areas. And what do you see here? Uh, once again, it's very 80s. Yes. It looks like you're inside of a ship um, <laughs> yes. in the 80s. So it's got the round windows. It's got the, you know, wooden tables and chairs. <laughs> you see an ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's got plants, which is really nice. Yeah. So, and it looks like um, they have a second floor. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just 80s vibes. If you grew up around that time and you saw this, you'd be like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've been, been there. It's painful. I mean, there's columns uh, and those are colored magenta. Yeah. And the walls are a light pink. So. Yeah, I didn't know how to bring that up. <laughs> Thank you for uh, highlighting it. Yeah, yeah. I just ripped off that Band-Aid. Thanks. Um, So this ship lived fast and it died hard, man. Of course it Um, did. Fucking, (laughs) it is that bump of coke. Uh, Once the fair was over, (laughs) so too was the friendship. The thousands of diners who came had left, and this massive, expensive floating restaurant became a shell of its former self. Oh my god. Now, although the barge is mobile and was meant to be relocated after the fair, McDonald's never got around to investing in a new location. Of course they didn't. (laughs) Get this, the shuttered restaurant loitered in False Creek for two years. Oh my god. Yeah. Were people living there? Probably. I mean... (laughs) Prime real estate, man. 
And you can imagine a two-story building rotting away on a harbor would be an issue for locals and city developers. Of course. So details are kind of sketchy, but it seems as though around this time, McDonald's sold the barge to a real estate investor. Okay. But it still sat rusting away in the harbor until 1991. You guys. Yes. You guys. Five years later, when said real estate developer finally got a tugboat to move it seven miles north to Burrard Inlet, okay, uh, a much more isolated area near an oil refinery, so you can imagine that. Even creepier. <laughs> That's right. Oh my god. Now, rumor had it the developer was going to turn it into an aquarium and a learning center of sorts. That's fucking awesome. Uh, but the dream died. Of course it did. <laughs> Once more. And thus, the failed McDonald's turned failed aquarium near, a, near, near an oil refinery sat rusting away. Aww. 1991 passed, 92, 93, 1995, until 1999. You guys. Yeah. You guys. Enter. Howard Meekin. Okay. Now, he took one look at this barge, and he saw opportunity. Yeah, he did. Now, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, would you like to see what became of a once glorious McDonald's? Yeah, I'm a little nervous, Yeah, but you can show me. And please tell us if it inspires you. Uh, here is one photo. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, this is where dreams go to die. Yes, this is... they certainly do. So... <laughs> It it just it this is the barge and it's got all that architecture but it's all dirty yeah. and rusting mm -hmm. and dark and it's got barbed wire fences around it yep. and kind of icky water yep and uh, yeah I don't think anyone should go in there yeah. I am positive it's haunted. Um, <laughs> Right? I mean, look at that fucking thing. This is the most haunted barge I've ever seen. And yeah. barges, just the word sounds creepy. Exactly. It's just, this is bad news. Yeah. And somehow it gets worse when you pan back. So I'm going to show, show you another photo of, uh, of the entire barge. Oh my God, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, we're looking at it from a side angle. It's really dirty. It's really rusty. Yeah. Um, there's graffiti on it. And it's not even really good graffiti. Like, it's, you so, know. Someone tried. Someone tried. But. And, and it's really big. Well done for whoever tried. It's someone's name. Looks like, it does look like Demon. But I can't really make it out. Is that, does it really say Demon? Or Damos? Damos? Sounds like Demon. Sounds like Demon to me. <laughs> I'm going with Demon. So it says Demon on the boat. Great. Even better. Uh, so yeah, this this uh, this barge is a big, huge bummer. Yeah, man. So what was Howard's vision for this defunct Mickey D's? Yeah, what was it? Dr. Marissa, how about we take turns reading from mcdonalds.fandom.com because it's, uh, it's pretty informative in their, their summary. Now, <clears throat> I'm so down. Okay, so quote, in June 2009... Ten years after its purchase, oh Howard Meekin submitted a proposal to the Mission City Council for a waterfront development on the Fraser River with the former McBarge as the centerpiece. Named, uh, and I quote, Sturgeons on the Fraser, <laughs> uh, end quote, the development would include multiple restaurants and a marina complex, including paddle wheeler excursions and float plane service, uh, to Victoria and Nanimo. In August 2010, the proposed enjoyed local support 
uh, but awaited council approval. Oh, the proposal enjoyed local support, but awaited council approval. Ultimately, concerns over float plane noise and other environmental issues meant the development was ultimately rejected. End quote. That's right. Of course it was. Big dreams and a big time rejection. Wait, what was it called again? Sturgeons on the Fraser? Yeah, that didn't That's help. That's a rough name, <laughs> you guys. That didn't help at all. Sturgeons? Yeah. Ugh. So. Sounds like a Saw movie. <laughs> So that was 2010. Mm. Uh, let's add five more years of decay. Oh, no, thanks. Shall we? <laughs> no. This, this includes everything from more water damage, mold, good old-fashioned vandalism, and people stripping the vessel of its copper and metals. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't until 2015 Howard got the funds to move this flatlining structure east, about an hour's drive, to a place called Maple Ridge. Sounds like a nice place to um, retire. Yeah, right? It's, an, it's a new location, hopefully a new start. What do you say, Dr. Marissa? Uh, what happened to our McDonald's there? Would you please read from the fandom? Of course, of course. Quote, according to the fandom, in 2017, the barge's owners announced plans to convert it into an attraction called Deep Discovery Center. An event was planned for October 21st, 2017 to launch a crowdfunding campaign, but was canceled due to weather conditions. <laughs> a petition to Vancouver City Council to give the barge historic place status received only 185 signatures. And, quote, this keeps uh, getting sadder and sadder. It really does. This is a bummer of a barge. Jesus. Uh, so nothing happened. <sighs> and as of today, 2021, Howard still dreams of converting the dilapidated ex-McDonald's into a seafood restaurant but for now, it's become a popular site for ghost adventurers, ruin explorers, and YouTubers trespassing for fame. Amazing, amazing. Right? So if you search Friendship 500, uh -huh. Expo, Expo 86, or McBarge, you'll see what I mean. Lots of YouTube videos of guys walking around a shelled-out McDonald's, complete with all the things you'd expect in a 35-year-old abandoned building. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking of which, Dr. Marissa... I would love to show you one particular video. And I would really <laughs> love to watch it. I have been dying to see the inside of this thing for a few minutes now. So this is one particular video from 2012, aptly called Friendship 500, a.k.a. McBarge Explore 2012. Again, another terrible name, yep. but search it on YouTube and please play along. Now, I dig this particular video because if you play it on mute, it feels like a classic found footage horror movie. One of my favorite genres, yeah, as yeah. embarrassed as I am to say. <laughs> you know, it starts off with kids on a raft recording themselves, entering a place that screams, don't go in there. Yes. So, Dr. Marissa, would you please narrate as I play a few minutes of it? That sounds great. Okay, so I'm going to pull it up right here. Now, again, it's on mute, so please narrate what you see from Friendship 500, a.k.a. McBarge Explore 2012. Will do. Okay, let me mute it. There we go. Go for it. Okay, all right. So, uh, bad camera work. We're on the <laughs> shore of uh, this. Is it a river? Yes. It's a river? Okay, all right. So, someone just got into a little floaty boat, and they're paddling. Okay, so they've paddled up to the barge, which looks fucking terrifying. We're getting an angle from, it looks like their lap. Oh, we're inside. It's horrifying. It's 
filled with rubble. You can see, oh, God, there's a shirtless man in there. I don't know if he's a friend. Um, all right, we're walking around. We can see the counter. Just tons of crap everywhere. There's carpeting. And, uh, oh, my God, it's so scary. There's all these big windows, which really should be converted into something nice. But it is creepy as fuck going up the stairs. Going up, Yeah, we're going deeper. We're going deeper. We're going upstairs. I am waiting for something to jump out and try to get these people. All right. We've, and we've got a POV view, so it's really creepy. Oh, my God. It looks like we're looking at a kitchen that yeah. is very dark. So that's the counter we saw before. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please don't go into this kitchen. Please. Nope, she went in. There she's she in the, She's in the kitchen. Yep. Please. Oh, the ceilings are falling and rotting. Everything is rotting. So much McDonald's coloring and like places to stand. Magenta. So magenta much magenta. Magenta and teal. 80s <laughs> teal. Teal. This is this is very creepy. Oh, we've got some uh, vandalism. Yeah, sometimes they cut to like what once was and they, they show you what the interior was once upon a time. Good to know. This is actually a really cool paste up someone yeah, did in there. There's some uh, there's some street art in there. Street art. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, that yeah. that's amazing. I'm bummed nothing happened. To yes, them. unfortunately, they survive. Ugh, yeah, so, so lame. <laughs> uh, that was amazing. That was it. Really, is amazing. Please, I highly recommend. Highly recommend. Please check it out. Uh, and how about we sail into our final strange McDonald's location? Oh my god, I forgot. There's another one. <laughs> There's another one, and it's crazier than this. What? How? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't now. How do I? phrase this. I don't think it's too far off for me to say that it is and it was a real life horror for some people. Yeah. My friends, I'm just going to come out and say it. There's a McDonald's on the U.S. Naval Base, Guantanamo Bay. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Shut the fuck up. Yep. I'm yeah. speechless. Yeah. You're going to have to tell me everything. Yeah. So let's start with a little context. Yep, 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 <laughs> so, yep. And a little info on Gitmo, the base's nickname. Oh my God. Americans know it. Very well. Um, It happens to be the oldest overseas U.S. naval base, established in uh, 1903. Mm. That's right. (laughs) 1903, occupying 45 square miles within the very, very southeast corner of Cuba. Yep. Now, I say occupy because payments to lease the space have not been accepted by the Cuban government since 1959. I did not know that. So it's their way of protesting the American military presence. Um, they just basically ignore the annual $4,000 checks that they get. Only $4,000? That's it, yeah. The lease hasn't been negotiated for decades, so they, the U.S. pays 4000 They send the checks, but no, they're not cashed. So. I, I forget that adulthood just doesn't happen for everyone. It's (laughs) so confusing. I don't know. Please tell me more. Uh, Other creative protests include what's called the Cactus Curtain, a play on Iron Curtain. So we we just came full circle. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There you go. According to two sources on Gitmo's wiki page, in late 1961, Cuban troops planted an eight-mile-long 10-foot-wide barrier of prickly pear cacti (laughs) along the northeast section of a 17-mile fence surrounding the base. The goal was to prevent checkpoint evasion when U.S. soldiers moved between the base and the country of Cuba. Got it. Very creative. Yeah. 
Dr. Marissa, would you please read America's dignified and humble response to Cuba's cacti? Of course I will. All right, quote, U.S. troops place thousands of anti-personal and anti-tank landmines <laughs> around the perimeter of the naval base, creating the second largest minefield in the world and the largest in the Western Hemisphere. And quote, that is so American. <laughs> That's right. That is so American. Uh, and this lasted for about 35 years Ugh. until 1996 when Bill Clinton signed an order to demine the land. Yeah. Uh, the area is now covered in motion detectors and sound sensors. Uh, it should be mentioned that the Cuban government added their own landmines in 1961, creating a kind of landmine tit for tat. And they have not removed their landmines. Got it. Got it. Got it. They're, Got it. they're sticking to it. Okay. Now, okay. Yeah, so let's briefly talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, back in 2002, war criminal slash painter George W. Bush. <laughs> ordered, uh, ordered the use of Camp Delta Echo Iguana and the now closed Camp X Ray to hold indefinitely what's called enemy combatants. And we all know what happened, and we all know why Camp X Ray was closed. Mm -hmm. So when I say. Guantanamo, everyone has a certain photo in their mind. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. Now, between all of this, sitting there on the base was a McDonald's. Oh, my God. That's right. Since 1986, um, it is owned and operated by the U.S. Navy. Okay. Uh, and as such, the rules of who gets to eat the food from here can change on a whim. Um, that's right. Dr. Marissa, would you please be so kind as to read from the 2015 Newsweek article... U.S. military bans McDonald's and other food from Gitmo legal meetings. <sighs> yes, yes, I will read this. <laughs> I will read this. All right, quote, Beginning on Wednesday, lawyers visiting their clients at uh, the U.S. prison in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, will no longer be permitted to bring them food. The new rule ends a decade-long practice and one that defense lawyers say brings comfort to the prisoners, many of whom have spent years behind bars in legal limbo. Uh, sometimes the food we bring is the only thing from the outside world they've seen in months. Alka Pradhan, an attorney with Reprieve, which represents around a dozen clients at Gitmo, told the Miami Herald they really look forward to it. Lawyers began meeting their clients in 2005 following a U.S. Supreme Court decision, U.S. Supreme Court decision, giving detainees the right to challenge their detention in American courts. Since then, the attorneys have brought their clients everything from homemade food to egg McMuffins from a McDonald's located on the U.S. military base. And quote, what a fucking clusterfuck. Yeah. What? Yeah. So why, after 10 years, has have the rules suddenly changed? Yeah. Uh, according to Navy Captain Tom Gresbeck, the director of public affairs at the prison, which sounds like the shittiest job imaginable. Pretty much. Uh, quote, a legal room is not designed to be a dining facility. Oh, boy. End quote. And that was the end of them getting food. <laughs> so, Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, so... Only U.S. military personnel are served at this McDonald's. And I'm not sure if the same rules apply to, you guessed it, 
the other fast food chains on that base. What? That's right. What else is there? Now, after 2002, a Subway sandwich shop, a KFC, Taco Bell, and a Pizza Hut popped up. Oh, my God. After 2002. Okay. So, for me, this timeline is just a little fucked up. Yep. Because I realized it's very possible that after violating human rights and the Geneva Convention, soldiers may have ordered a cheesy gordita crunch or a chicken sandwich. And, of course, maybe a Big Mac. And, my friends, I leave you with that thought to the end. (laughs) Listeners, if you are anything like me... Your mouth is wide open, and it's not because she just said cheesy gordita crunch. (laughs) (laughs) What? I know. Oh, my God. America. I know. America. Yeah. I mean, just the parallel of just the visual. There's, I I, I can't, I can't sum it up in in one podcast. It's just. I'm going to be shaking my head slash scratching my head at this for days. Yeah. Days. So that was the what the fuck moment. Days, Dr. Cha-Cha. <laughs> Days. What the fuck? I know. So thank you, everyone, for uh, listening. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, this was an amazing episode. I really it was, loved it. It felt amazing. Um, please subscribe, rate, tell your friends about the fucking McDonald's on Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know what? You should stay interesting. Please do.